Hey guys, this episode of the Random Tandem Podcast is brought to you by Studio, a company that wanted to revolutionize the way people see headphones as not just a tech device, but also an accessory. Emphasizing on modern Scandinavian design, Studio's products match the quality of even the highest rated headphones on the market, but for a fraction of the cost, and with free worldwide shipping. Click the link in the show notes and use offer code RANDOM for 15% off any purchase. And you know what? When you FaceTime yesterday, I was trying to figure out if that was your hair because it kind of looked like it from a distance. <laughs> that's what we want. Welcome back, niggas. Oh. Hey, y'all. What is up? It is us. It is I. It is me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Still going. Dun, 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 dun. Ooh, it is hot as a motherfucker. I'm going to let y'all know that now. But where did it come from, the though? Like is sweating. I was... Yeah, I literally, I and you know, I don't call myself a bitch, but I said that in a car to myself. I was like, a bitch is tired. Like, it's been a long week. It's hot out of nowhere. The pollen count is very high. Um, so to all of my allergy sufferers, I'm so sorry because um, I've been miserable all day. And I can only imagine how it is in other states because we just got this heat wave. I had to wash my clothes. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know when you bigger you got areas and you gotta hit them areas yeah. you gotta hit them more angles too you gotta hit the mangoes as drake was saying yeah and i'm not talking about selfies okay yeah uh-huh. so gotta, we can do a quick wellness check how you feeling i i'll let you go first I, i'm here honestly i don't really have anything i'm here um i'm i'm cool i mean i had a burger that's not really well healthy, <laughs> but I mean, y'all gonna get this summer body, whatever body I give y'all. I'm gonna be working out though. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's that's the wellness, and you know, keeping your mind. Um, this is part of the wellness too, keeping your mind in check. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, people around you, just your inner thoughts personally. You just yeah. gotta keep, you know, keep keep your mind keep your mind right. Yeah. Because, I mean, you asked me, did I take a pill yesterday? Like, I've been, like, running at 20 miles, 20,000 miles per hour. Like, and I'm just, I'm like, am I losing my mind? Is this for, like, people that, like, are on the verge of, like, having a mental break or, like, because I, I don't even know what's going on. I, I'm, I'm just here. But I will tell you one thing. I'm stuttering. I will tell you one thing. Um, it took me three hours and 15 minutes to get from Chicago to Milwaukee today. And I just want to say um, to the drivers, and this isn't a rant. I just want to say this is a part of my I'm tired. To the drivers that literally hold up traffic, I think I've said this before. We talked about this on a pod before. Like, I just never really understood the concept of traffic because if Even if everybody was doing what they were supposed to do and there were a lot of people on the highway, we were at least moving at a consistent pace. We would still be moving. I don't understand the type of traffic where I am literally sitting on the middle of the highway for 20 minutes, 
13 minutes at another pocket, uh, five minutes there. And then when we do start moving, I'm going a smooth 12 miles per hour for like three miles. I am over it. So that was part of my wellness check. Yes. Oh, and I've been really on the road again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I literally, I think I probably put a good 1500 miles on my car last week. You know what? I've been on the road. Um, Okay. Would you like to get into your rant? What do you have? Because I have two. um, Mine isn't really that long. I'll let you go first. This rant is really, and I've I've reiterated this uh, multiple times. And, you know, lately, I won't say my spirit, but, um, you know, my aura. It's it's just not right. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of motherfuckers is getting on my nerves. (laughs) Got you fucked up. Not even got me fucked up. It's People just really, you know, I was up. listening to Gary Vay um, the other day, and this this has something to do with what I'm about to say. But I was listening to him the other day, and he was telling you, he was telling the podcast, whatever I was listening to, and I've said this before, and I mean, you hear it multiple times, the people that you surround yourself with, you become a sum of, mm-hmm. basically. So, um, and as I was listening to that, I said, motherfuckers got me fucked up. like I'm like I'm like genuinely tired and you notice when you get around certain people or around a a group of people you either feel like well this is great Mm -hmm. I feel like this is it or you be like oh hell no Mm -hmm. hell no and so my rant is just is really to pay attention to who's around you because if you don't you might be seeing experience some things that you don't want to fucking experience because you're not paying attention to the people around you. And that goes for I got a coworker. I you know what? I'm not even gonna get into I don't wanna get into her. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say, do you okay? <laughs> it's not her, but it's just people people have been complaining so much between work, personal life, it is just really stressful. And so you really got to pay attention to the people that's around you. Because wh- what he said was, he said, when you start complaining, this goes for the lady at work and anybody else. Don't nobody give a shit. Oh, dagger. Is this like subliminal to me? Because I've been venting a lot lately. No. This okay. has, I mean, you <laughs> I can take like, it. Oh, you can take it. I mean, but this is just in general because I have all, like, even my clients. goes <laughs> Like, it gets down to my clients. So people don't give a shit. And then, or... Excuse me. This is this ain't even a rant. I should have just put this at the bottom because it was okay. really, it really just okay. Anyway, That's what friends are for. <laughs> um, he said, um, the except the people that are around you. Mm-hmm. So if you you can only change your circumstance how much you want it to change. Mm-hmm. And I've said this before, and this goes for myself. If I don't do what the fuck I'm supposed to do. I'm going to stay the same. I keep eating right. burgers. So what am I going to look like tomorrow? <laughs> a, a big hamburger in this yellow <laughs> dress that I'm wearing. And so I'm also speaking aloud to myself because I don't journal. Like like some what I tell some of y'all are like some of my personal thoughts because I don't journal and I don't write stuff down. So this is like a venting session about myself too, in a way, if that makes sense. Like it's like a rant about myself. Okay. Okay. So um, it says people don't give a shit. They don't care. And, and when you think about it, people really don't give a fuck. Yeah, they don't care. They don't give a fuck about you or anything that you do. <laughs> Niggas, too. They don't give a... They, they don't care, okay? Your parents don't care. But he did they say... They for yeah, sure don't care. He did say something. He said your parents... He said your parents only care if they don't want you to do better than them. Or if they don't want you to exceed further than them. 
So if Damn, they if they like have goes this against everything we actually quote unquote learn. Well, not even only that. It's just you got different. Everybody's parents is not the same, but you yeah, got different. True. Groups of parents, well, not groups of pa- different parents or parenting styles, where you just yeah. feel like you either trap. But this was a this was a um, a podcast about stepping out and doing what like doing what you want to do, and and you have to stop complaining about the situation that you're in. So like, let's just say for me, like I've been trying to leave my job. He just was basically saying like, look, you got to do what the fuck you got to do. Don't nobody yeah. care that you here every day that you don't like it until you get up and do what the fuck you got to do. Then I mean that's just it. So. Yeah. That I don't even know if this is a rant. <laughs> it's a personal journal entry, basically. Okay. But and the last thing was I'm gonna reiterate it again. Don't nobody give a shit. Damn. So I gotta be mindful with who the fuck I tell shit to. And if I got something to say, I ain't writing it down in no journal. So I'm just gonna say it out loud in the shower. Okay. <laughs> in the shower. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that in the shower. <laughs> like, cause I don't like that. Like, I don't. I don't record my voice notes on my computer. I don't really say what I have to say on my little microphone. Oh, I have not pulled out my, my, my computer. Say, you got your microphone. <laughs> I, I haven't pulled it out, but it just was like a, it was like a mirror. It was a mirror to me. Okay. So this goes, it was a mirror to me and anybody else. If you experience the same thing, if you experience like how you don't feel today, you just got to check, check yourself. Actually check yourself first before you check anybody to fuck around you. Check yourself first. So I noticed that because I just been like, I'm over this. And every time I go to my therapist and I realize this, I was just like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And then she was like, so what are you going to do? Yeah. So I was like, huh. Okay, girl. <laughs> you got me. You, you you got me. And so, um, yeah, that's just, it's really not a rant. It's a rant to myself. But I'm sure a lot of people can um can resonate with that. Okay. So, yeah, there you have it. All right. Um, I was trying to, as you were talking, I was listening, but I was trying to figure out where I wanted to go with this. Um, I have two. Uh, really quickly, I'm going to start with this one because this one is a little bit light and I'm going to get into my real one. So I was telling Jacora last week, I got a pedicure and um, the lady that does our pedicures in Chicago, sweet lady, but she is of Vietnamese descent and... Um, you know, there is always like the joke sometimes about how people of Asian descent feel about black people and all this kind of stuff. But I've never really gotten that vibe from her. But, you know, as she was doing my feet, I had a late appointment. I had the last appointment. It was just her and I in the shop. And, you know, it was kind of quiet. I was kind of nodding off a little bit in the chair. And then she says to me, I noticed she was staring at me a little bit more than she usually does. Like, you know, more so like when we're talking and she makes eye contact and she was looking at my legs. It got to the point where she was like, you know, massage, giving you the little calf massage or whatever to those who are familiar with like pedicures, you know, they massage your calves. And I noticed she was looking at my legs a lot more than she usually does. And then she looks up at me and she says, so like, are you from Africa? What? And I paused because one, it was a strange question because I didn't know she was being serious. Now we've been going to that shop for how long? Like three years, almost four years now since I've lived there, since I've lived there. Yeah. So, um, I see her like, so this isn't new. Like, you know, we're not just getting acquainted or I'm just like a new client. So I was thrown off. So I said, well, what? And she said, like, are you considered African? And I was like, no, African-American. And she said, so like, where are your, where are your parents from? I said, Tennessee. <laughs> she was like, where were their parents from? 
And I said, Tennessee. And then she said, so where were your great grandparents from? And to anyone that knows me personally, I may have said it on the show. I have an older family. Like my mother, she would probably kill me if she was. She just turned 68 and she's the youngest of her siblings. My oldest, her oldest sister, if she were alive, she would be 102. My grandmother would be, you know, that's a long old Negro spiritual tale. She would be a couple years older than that. But um, so it's like when you ask me about my great grandparents in particular, we know what they were. And how they got here. Okay. This land is our land. So if my grandmother would be 100, we already know about, you know, trace it back to all the black people who are familiar with African-American culture. So I kind of looked at her and I was like, this was really not a rant, but it was more so because I had never been in a situation where I had actually been asked that to where it wasn't malicious, but it actually took me back because I was thinking like... We literally, and this is where my mind went with this, because it, one, it took me, it caught me off guard. I was telling Jacora like, I've never been asked that before. So I never really, it took me a while to, like, really process it. Like, you know, just for my family in general, like, my great-grandmother was legit a slave. Like, like legit. So um, for her to ask me that. But then I had to think, I'm like, you know, in school, we learn about, you know, like Vietnam. We learn about the wars over there. We learn about like the Holocaust. We learn about like, and I don't want to say there because I don't want to group her specifically in it, but we learn about all different types of cultures. We're forced to in school. And the fact is other cultures clearly are not taught. Are not taught. 12 years of slave. And, you know, made to be aware of our culture our cultures meaning african-american so i was just like damn that's really fucked up because the fact that you literally were asking me because you legitimately didn't know and this woman sandy is what she i think she says she was like in her early 50s she's 50 i think she is I she look god damn she, she looks, looks good. good she looks good but i think she's in her early 50s she look good and she's been here like most of her life so the fact damn. is like you you know, maybe she came over here as teenagers, early 20s. I don't know when per se, but she's been here long enough, to, I would say, to know kind of like what. But no. And we're taught literally in school, like we learn everything damn near but about like slavery. They have like one quick chapter about it. But then the whole rest of the textbook, we learn about, you know, Hiroshima. We learn about the Holocaust. We learn about everything else but our history. And then turn around I'm getting a pedicure and then I'm being asked like about where the fuck I'm from as if you know and I'm a fair skinned African-American so you I didn't come straight off a boat you wouldn't assume and she was like legit confused she was like so you're not African I said I'm African-American but I told you we heard we she should have I'm sure she's she lives in Chicago. She's yeah. come encounter with multiple she's black seen people. Multiple black, but people. I don't think she's interacted with them this much. I might. I and I think I told you. I think we might be her two only African American you know clients, what? except for that one black lady that I saw a couple of times, and they were very friendly. I think we probably are. She probably got three or four black clients, including us, and that that says a lot. But then also, if you think about it, usually within Asian cultures, especially like over in the United States, there's always like either a Chinatown. They keep very close knit mm-hmm. in their community. So maybe she just hasn't interacted with enough African-Americans. Because she's going to get enough to ask me if yeah. it's my hair or not. Yeah. I mean, 
Listen, and I, I tell her every time, time every is mine. Time yep. It's mine. Oh, your hair's red. Yep, it's mine. It's uh-huh. blonde. Yep, this is mine. You change it so much. Yep. Yeah, it's mine. And you know, I wear the same face. wig damn near. So they really think this shit is mine. And the time I came in the turban, she was confused. She was like, So is your hair tucked down in there? I was like, Yeah, keep it moving. Don't ask me no more questions. So that was one. And that was kind of long. My real one, and I tweeted about this the other day. Y'all, white people especially in corporate America. I don't even have the energy to call y'all saltines today. Um, I've been on a job search because I'll be relocating and I received a job offer. Job itself, when I was interviewing, I was very happy about it because it's something new. It's completely different than the field that I'm in right now. You know, it would be a challenge, but it's something that I actually look forward to. I interviewed with it and I had actually really been looking forward to this reputable company and everything. So they come back with the offer and it was less than what I make now. And I'd be doing damn near, I would be alongside who would be my boss technically. I'd be working alongside him to build this new department for this company. So even without knowing what my background is, anytime you hear somebody has to build a department, you know that's a lot of fucking work. And y'all come back with less and not just like a couple of dollars less. Y'all came in like a couple of thousands of dollars less. And you thought that I was going to be okay with that? Yeah. And then have the nerve to put an expiration date on the offer. I said, okay, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to set up a call tomorrow when you calm down. Because, you know, when you get on the phone, and I've noticed this in situations, especially I've never had to negotiate a job offer before. But I noticed in this particular situation, and even from speaking with some of my friends in HR, what they did was is by adding that expiration, it was saying basically like, okay, you got a couple of days. Mind you, Monday is a holiday. They set it for Tuesday. Ma'am. Y'all call me on Wednesday. So what I'm going to do, we're going to have a call on Thursday, which I did. And I'm going to tell you that... um. I'm really looking forward to working with this company. But unfortunately, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. So we need to have a discussion because at this point, it's a slap in the face for you not to even start at what I'm making now, let alone like thousands of dollars less than what I'm making. And I'd be doing building a whole damn department for this big ass company. No, ma'am. No, sir. So what we're going to do is I'm going to come back to you and I'm going to tell you it's not going to work. I'm going to give you the weekend to think about (laughs) it. And then you come back to me and let me know. So I, by the time this next episode comes out, the one after this, I should have an update for you because I mean, if they ain't coming back with the numbers, then I'm going to, I'm going to decline the offer. And you know what? My rant wasn't really a rant, but I remember I was listening. Shout out to Steph and Lauren from um, Not Your Mama's podcast, because I remember I was listening to one of her episodes, uh, their episodes a while ago. And she spoke about how she, Steph rather, she spoke about how she was presented with an opportunity and it was like a dream opportunity basically. And the numbers weren't right. So she walked away knowing that her worth meant more than what they were trying to offer her. Cause at this point in my life, I talk about corporate America all the time about how I'm ready to get out of it. You talk about how you ready to get out of it. So I'm not at this point, if I'm still in corporate, you're not going to pay me less than I know that I'm worth. And that's it. So if I have to decline the offer and I haven't had any others, which I haven't, but I told them I'm entertaining other offers at this point. So, uh, yeah. And I would really love for your company to be a competitive uh, consideration as well. Um, I don't have any other offers. But what you're not going to do is 
uh, offer me crumbs and then just try to put an expiration date on it to force me to take it. No, thanks. I'm good. So my rent was really pay me what I'm worth. Give me my coin. I always now listen here. Gonna get my coins. I'm going to get them. And especially, I think I mentioned on here before, I work in finance. So the fact is, like, you know what my background is. And this role is kind of along the same lines. But you know what my background is. And you offering me that, it was a slap in the face. So what you're going to do is either you're going to come up or I'm going to decline. And you can go with the next fool that'll accept it. Because not me. No, ma'am. No, sir. And I know also is because you're going to negotiate it because this company hasn't really been the best at being diverse. So I know y'all need me to meet y'all quota probably this year. So you're going to at least think about it. And if not, move on. And I'm not just going to accept any type of job y'all throw at me just because of that. You're going to pay me what I'm worth. And if not, oh, well, fuck you. And that was it. Wow. Well, give me my coin. You know, I'm, I mean, like, give it to me in cash, damn near, because I'm, I'm, I don't have time, and I'm especially not going to no- negotiate it because then is what pissed me off. He was trying to like over talk me when I asked him about the converse, uh compensation when he originally laid out the offer, and he was trying to like over talk me, and you know, yeah, yeah, you'll be coming into July, so, so you know, at the end of the year, you know, you'll be eligible for a bonus. A bonus comes once a year, and it's tax. I need the coins that will be coming to me every month. You're not going to entice me with thousands of dollars less than what I make now and with the promise of a bonus because that bonus is still dependent on how much the company makes. So y'all could have the goal of making $2 this year. Y'all can make $1.75 and I won't get my bonus. No, not going to happen. These are facts. No, no thanks. I'm good. Nope. These are facts. Yep. And that was it. That's all I got. Well, uh, yeah. That was a long rant session. We're on 20 minutes into the episode. Hey, y'all. Y'all still there? Okay. <laughs> Last episode. Do you have anything? Um, no. Thanks, um, Nakia for yes. for for coming on in, stepping on in and talking to us about Lupus Awareness Month, um and and, yep. and Roman for Love and all the things that happened <laughs> over there. Um, Did you say that Ashley broke up with her dude? The one the, the Hispanic guy? Yeah. Well, I ain't see that. Yeah. They're not together. Yeah, I guess they broke up. It was a little bit too far of a Rome. Got a little tricky. It was a too far of a Rome. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Black Magic this week. Just real quickly, uh, you know, shout out to everybody that's graduating. You know, it's a beautiful sight to see everybody graduating, the little babies from high school students to college students. You know, that's something that I admire because I ain't never going back to school. And I just think (laughs) it's, you know, I I never was the one for school. And so I get excited when I see somebody else excited about achieving their achieving their goals. And so, you know, there was one person that stood out to me the most. Um, His name was Corey Patrick. Um, Corey Patrick was a senior in high school. And every day this bus driver saw him catch the city bus back and forth to school. He would wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning to get to school. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to finish the school year off strong with my peoples. I got it. I'm going to hold it down. And so um, on his graduation day, the bus driver caught him walking to the bus stop with his graduation gown on. And you know what? He didn't have his people with him because his people didn't have a car. There was nobody cheering him on. And I felt that. um, that. for you to excel that much and you pushed yourself that far and to know nobody was there because of unforeseen circumstances we don't have a car that i just was like i all day 
And you know what? He could have very well, because, I mean, high school graduation, they don't even really give you a diploma that day. It's just a piece of paper and you walk across. So he technically didn't have to go. That was determination. He, you know, he had his mind made up. Mm-hmm. Um, he knew what he wanted to do. Um, he's a bright student, apparently. Um, he has a full ride scholarship to Jackson State University. Go him! And yeah. actually, you know, his his story caught wind on social media, and there have been a lot of people that re- that reached out to him. And actually, Ricky Smiley just bought his family a car. So yes. shout out to you. You know, God is really faithful, and it I'm is. sure he believes in God. But I just, you know, he's gonna be blessed, and you know, that's really good. You know, so shout out to Corey Patrick shout out to I cannot think of his name but I did see that article um it was a guy who not an article I saw it on Facebook shade shade room that's where I get my news y'all know that <laughs> um because nobody watches the news these days um but it was a guy who graduated from two universities in the same day oh yeah I don't know his name but Masters you, you good you good Listen. because I can't even keep up at work I mean, and I ain't doing shit at work, <laughs> but clicking and but, shuffling, but papers. clicking and turning my monitors. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> clicking, turning my monitors, and checking my email. No, it ain't nobody emailing me. So you know, shout out to all to everybody that graduated. Um, you all deserve the best, and I wish you the best in your future endeavors. And that is all I have. My black magic goes to a young lady, twenty three years old. Her name is Lauren Simmons. And uh, she is the only, let me read this correctly, the only full-time African-American female employee working on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. 23 years old. Oh, girl. Um, Brilliant as hell. Uh, The only person, like, we see in movies, like, if y'all watch Wolf of Wall Street or anything like that, you know, any type of new york setting movie that shows like the new york stock exchange you know what that crowd looks like it's usually a bunch of white men with their hands in the air a whole bunch of hustling bustle like just busy shit but you don't see a speck of brown in there and so i'm just i didn't even know that i didn't know i just figured like you know this day and age there would be more of us but apparently she is the only one so shout out to her shout out to her go on girl yeah y'all you know i always get and i don't want to say i'm jealous but Everybody has their own path, but I always get jealous when I see people going to school because I'm like, that shit ain't got nothing to do with me. I ain't never had that much ambition to read a book or write a paper or do some math homework. It it just it's just not me. So actually recently, shout out to I can't even remember your name, girl. Shout out to one of our apparently our longtime listeners. She asked me how uh, grad school was going. Um hey girl ain't there no more (laughs) ain't there no more as a matter of fact i stopped going three weeks after i announced on here that i was starting so you know it it happens because it just wasn't for me i was just like nope not gonna do this for another year and a half and i probably would have been graduating this year which is the fucked up part about it i ain't even want to finish finish high school okay Okay. well you know that's you know it happened so shout out to all the grads though oh yes do you want to get into it? this is hot sizzling garbage that we have coming right on up um okay on where a platter you, where you want to start you know i don't even where do i want to start with the garbage actually this is not garbage but the royal wedding as we all know mm-hmm. megan got married and i was not a part of that number watching it i did I not wasn't stay up it was not exciting for me um i don't you know, I was I was there for the fashions and all of the blackness that was going to happen. I didn't give a fuck about the wedding. I'm going to be honest. And she, to be I mean, she black, but... It, and you know what? You know, it, it wasn't like she was marrying an African queen. You know, 
I was actually when I started seeing like the highlight reels of all of this, I was actually very surprised how black that wedding was. Girl, that Petranza, we're gonna. I said, I mean, oh, y'all getting it today? Those British hats was tilted. Do you hear me? Because they were all confused. Like I just, I loved it. I loved it. I Shout was, out to her. I was here for the looks and the looks were served, honey. Let me tell you, all the looks were served. Priyanka Chopra, I just would like to give her a standing. And I've been watching for a while, but I just really want to give her a standing ovation. She? Um, she's, I don't even know who she is. I just follow her fashions. Um, She's an Indian lady. You've probably seen her. She had the purple one with I the know purple what she hat. looks like, but I don't know who she is. I don't know is. who she is either. Okay. okay. I just follow her fashions because uh, she, she nails it every time. She looked... She was, I mean, that cobblestone, my ankles would have been fucked. But that, that three, those three girls walking, I said, now that's a look. That, that blue polka dotted tooth, it was all a look. Oprah gave you looks. Um, Serena said, you know what? You're going to get this dress, but I'm also going to put the tennis shoes under there because <laughs> I mean, listen. I do this. Um, it's a lot of women up top and I can't be strutting around in these heels. You know and what you I'm know saying? What? On my She's feet. tall. So they probably didn't even know. That's what she said. She said, nobody knows perfect nobody but i really would like to bring the forefront and we love idris elba now he's fine mm. and you know what i do like his girlfriend because she's black um and, and she's cute you know what i'm saying but she lost her goddamn mind coming to that royal wedding in a gucci sweater it and looked full- like she was going to like a like a midday bougie brunch but that, that ain't it. even brunch attire i hate when black people try <laughs> to throw gucci on everything gucci this Gu- you know you got the whole Gucci. y'all doing that to impress me, why y'all. would you put this gucci sweater on at a royal <laughs> or royale sorry. jesus a I'm royale sorry. wedding when this when when the looks were gonna be served yeah the hair wasn't white r- bl- bl- the hair wasn't right the outfit wasn't right I, I just don't know what she was thinking about yeah i think maybe she got s- dressed in the dark I don't know what could have happened there. I don't know what could have went wrong. And you know what? Now, okay, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong because I just had a whole rant about people I know in our culture. I always mix up like British and like English, but like Idris Elba is what? He's English, right? I think so. And this wedding was English, right? He's fine. That's all I know. I know that. But it's like, <laughs> if you're English, you should have coached her like, hey, we going to the royal wedding, okay? Or royale. The, royale. Like, you know, and I and I applaud him for sticking up for his girl because the internet was not nice to her. And they probably should not have been. She was dead but wrong. But he tried to stick up for her. But I'm sorry. I would have been mad at him. Like, you know my black ass ain't been to nothing like this before. You should have let me know. Because he looked good. And he was a little bit. He could have got it tailored more. I mean, it was, you know he looked what? good. It was a little baggy, but I mean, that's my bit. His I, business. I'm just gonna pause for a second because you know what, David Beckham. I was Victoria Beckham has made a lot of good decisions since leaving the Spice Girls, and her husband is one. That was a entire. How you let somebody else come into your wedding and upstage you? That was he. He was it. You know, the David time- Beckham has been fine since fine. And I'm just, I was kind of mad looking at him. I'm like, how are you one still this fine? You come to this wedding looking like that. He's fine as I'm hell. just mad. You know, like, and this oh, is going to be so God. far. This is going to be so far left. Hey, Victoria, you won. 
I wonder how big his dick is, but that they got like four or five. That kids, dick gotta so be big. It gotta be something keeping you at because you that ain't heard her spice up her life since the early two thousands. So it she's gotta been be. spice. Okay, I mean that's it right there, and you saw why. So no, but what I was gonna say is the now, tattoos. This, I'm sorry. He's fine. Now he don't look like who I'm about to say, but tell me, do he put you in the mind of a Tom King? Do you get the Tom King or no? Or am I kind of? I don't get the Tom King, but I get who you may be really comparing him to, and I'm trying to think of his fucking name. I'm I'm getting damn Tom King from Blacklist. You know what? David Beckham has a stature about him, and you know what? And I'm I'm want to want. Yeah, I want to want. want. I want to see his, uh, my ancestry because that walk is a little too urban. Um, Mm. Just everything about him is fine. Like that walk ain't like your typical hunky dory. It's it's, it's swag. You know, it's just. It's swag. It's swaggy. All black men have it. And that, I mean, the way that the damn wind was whipping the lapels as him and Victoria was walking to, I said, you know what, just throw the phone phone away because I just, I can't. I stared at that picture for a good 10 minutes. And Mm, and speaking mm, of looks. He's aging well. He's fine as hell. God damn. And speaking of looks, Mm. Issa Rae served you all types of looks in GQ. She gave you the 90s feel. And this is exactly what we needed. We love the 90s. The 90s is it. Um, she gave yep. you brandy. Yep. She gave you fresh prints. Yeah. Um, she just gave you all the looks, and I, I am just here for this blackness. I'm here for Issa. Yeah. I love her. I'm ready for insecure. And speaking of insecure, mm-hmm. did you see the drama say, that happened with Dro? Oh. And you know what? That's that's crazy as hell. Niggas ain't shit. He wasn't a dog. He wasn't shit on the show, and apparently that is why he got that damn role because he really ain't shit. And he ain't even that cute. He's terrible looking. Those damn teeth. He sucked his thumb for all of his life. Those teeth come to a point in the front. I hate people with teeth like that. If my mama didn't have no money, I probably would be looking like that too, low key. Damn. Those top rows come to like a arched, like poking out. I I can't. That nigga is not cute. Yeah, so that, that, I mean, she was serving the looks. Um, I, you know. We didn't talk about that. Like, how did that happen? They got a whole ass baby together? They probably was fucking on set. I was just going to say, you think they met on the show or they knew each other before? I don't know the backstory, but I would love to. And speaking of insecure, Yvonne Orgy has let out her man, honey. Wait, she who? is out here, Yvonne. Who's that? From Insecure, Molly. Oh! <laughs> you know what and i'm slow as hell because i call her molly in real life and i keep forgetting her name is yvonne my bad girl, girl and ain't he fine oh um, she ain't wrong i'm a little annoyed because i was supposed to be in dc um this mm, weekend mm, mm. niggas don't know how to act and so i would have experienced <sighs> seeing her speak but i mean that's just <sighs> whatever she got um, herself a man she did she did you know what i'm saying she and she's still a virgin you I don't even what? know if i could do it with the temptation of how niggas look i don't even know if i i i, I, I would probably but she would she don't know nothing she him. don't know she ain't ever had sex, i don't so it's care easy i don't care it's probably easy for temptation but she know when wonder, somebody is he a virgin fine. but you know what who else is celibate jackie Ina. 
Oh, yeah, I've seen that she's selling. She's been absent for a few years, and her boyfriend, and I don't know if that's like a thing where they just a lot more patient. Maybe we need to be finding some thoroughbred Africans because um, they catching happen. some fine ones, and apparently they're very patient. Her but and you know what? And I, I want to get back to Molly's boyfriend for a second because he's fine. he's fine. But did you catch all of the credentials on his page? That man got a master's and I don't know how many different things. I'm like, she caught. She yeah. caught. Go, go on, girl. Girl. You, you done found. I mean, and looking I'm still happy dealing and healthy with niggas. on a yacht. And I'm t- I'm blocking every nigga in my phone you at this what? point because y'all if y'all not it. acting like him now I don't I don't really want to be bothered. <laughs> um, oh boy, Deborah Lee is taking her ass down from BET, and I could not be more excited. Yeah. I am tired of seeing Drumline. I am tired of seeing Bring It On and I'm Baby tired Boy. Of seeing uh, Tyler Perry. Perry like uh, what? What? What's going on? Y'all didn't cancel my show that I actually got into the quad. So it's like you know, and somebody on Twitter. I mean, it was one of those posts that gets reposted a million times. Somebody said, "Great." Now, what I would love to see, and I agree with this wholeheartedly. You need to have some black cooking shows on there. You need to have like some shit. Move flip or flop for worth to BET, or you know, move some sort of black house design redesign show or like redesign. and not no garbage like just bring some substance and i'm just sitting here thinking like you've been running this motherfucker into the ground for years and nobody stepped in but i'm just like how is this it how is it so hard for <sighs> bet to get it together you but- think like I'm thinking more specifically own when own first started people were talking about how that shit was struggling and it's come up but also she I mean she's in charge of the network but they are owned by Viacom which is a black person and they I mean a white guy true and he still. might be like I ain't going with this shit but I don't even think she was really pussy, pussy yeah yeah pussing <laughs> pussing I don't even think she was pushing for shit probably not I so, mean it, it could have been you know what we could be giving her a hard time and it could be she was and then like you said the people above her were kind of pushing back we don't know no, but bitch, I said, no. it's just it's just a lot I just hope that black girls rock stays because I thoroughly enjoy that oh that year. better or I'm running havoc up in that I bitch. mean like you know so I hope some new changes I hope let's keep our fingers crossed because this could be a good or bad thing um, we don't know. blue is still out here checking everybody is um she? she told her grandmother they were in an opera earlier this week and I don't think this is we've ever heard blue talk I, don't, I haven't. There's I don't, a video? They, there's a video of her telling Tina they were in a an opera house. And she's like, oh, Tina's like, it's so beautiful in here. You know, look at the architecture. And, he, and here goes Blue. You can't shoot in here, Grandma. You can't <laughs> shoot in here. You can't shoot in here, Grandma. This little girl is cultured because I wouldn't have known. She said, you can't take pictures in here, Grandma. Her voice was so cute. I don't think we've ever heard her talk. I got to see it. But you know what? Speaking of blue putting people on blast, these kids will put your ass up. Kids don't give a fuck. fuck. Kids don't give a fuck about your feelings. You understand what I'm saying? They don't. They don't give a fuck about your feelings. Um, I just saw I saw a post and it had a it was about a student who was talking about his mama on a piece of paper. It might have been for Mother's Day, and it said, "How old is she?" You gave her your age, her age. You're not supposed to tell nobody their age. And it said, "How was her hair?" It said, "What color is her hair?" And he put a wig. They said so how what I you know what I know it it you know kids will really put you on blast Wait, a we, wig though yeah. and I told and I told my son I said this is not a wig you call it a lady 
This is my lady. But it's a, I said, it's a lady. When I put it on, <laughs> you call it a lady. That's what you call it. We not out in public. Like, put your, your mama, your wig, your wig. It, no, my lady. You know okay? what? And he has called me out a couple of times when I've left my lady over at your house. <laughs> and he was like, you coming to pick up your lady? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> it's, Thank it's you very lady. much. You're not going to have me out here. Thank you very Talking much. about my wig. Mm, I like your hair like that, mommy. Is that a lady? <laughs> No, nigga, no. Oh God, kids don't give a fuck. They don't give a they fuck really about don't. your feelings. Um, you know, we kind of got into the foolishness, but really quickly, I just want to say rest in peace to the people that were killed at the Santa Fe High School in Texas. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to get too much into that, but I just, I'm just thinking, like, so how many times? Somebody perfectly put it and said and said until a black person shoots up a white, you know, all white people, then will it stop? Yeah. You know what? And it, it's sad and to that say that be, that's probably going to be true. That couldn't be further than the truth. But I mean, you know what? I also heard the reason why, you know, they say and this. I'm not trying to make light of it. But people say, but that'll never happen because we know better. We ain't doing that shit. We value I walk out the house with any let this you know what and i'm gonna call it as i see it because you know this little boy is a terrorist he's a thug and he's still alive to uh see his day in court Dylan roof if um if i were to walk out of my house right now in a trench coat my mom would ask me, where the fuck are you going dressed like that where like are you going? what do you got under there why You're are you wearing- dead mom bitch right dead i i just like i don't even see it and they make all the excuses in the world for why oh he was troubled oh he all of it is mental health black white or whatever but the fact is this little boy is alive and well to see his day in court and you know what fuck him because this type of stuff, and then fuck y'all president, too, because this type of stuff should not be happening. It shouldn't be. And you on Twitter talking, still talking about Hillary Clinton emails and how somebody tried to sabotage your campaign two years ago. And you can't even see the shit that's going on in front of you. This country is going to hell in a handbasket. And I am just so annoyed that this is our reality right now. White people coming out the woodworks, calling the police on us out of nowhere. We can't even go <laughs> inspect a house in Memphis to renovate it because the bitch next door is saying that we trying to rob it, you know, we heard about the uh, Bob Marley's granddaughter and leaving the Airbnb in California with her friends. And because they didn't even wave at this white bitch, she called the police on them. Like, I'm just tired. I'm tired of y'all. I really what am. What it boils down to is you can't really be black in America. You can't. And I don't give a fuck what y'all think. I'm still going to be black you in America. You can't. And you know what? Shout out to the many people in Oakland, California that had the major ass barbecue in the damn park where that white bitch called the police on that guy. And he was wearing a shirt with her face on it. Yeah. And that's how you And do it. they had a huge electric slide. You know what? Shout out to them because y'all better than me and how y'all would have handled that. I just, I'm over this. It's, it, it, you know, and speaking of white trash, um, um, your girl Rachel. I, your girl, <laughs> get your girl. She want to be black so bad. <laughs> she wanted to be black so bad. She stole food stamps, y'all. She said, "You know what? I gotta she, be amongst the black community, she and be black I am going to do so some fraudulent things bad. with some food stamps, and I can't even get fucking food stamps." I mean, listen. Can I get some help? 
I I mean, my statute of limitations probably isn't up, but I had to swindle some, and I was a college student. So can it's I like, get some how help? y'all motherfuckers being able to swindle the system? And college students can't even. Get now them. she's facing almost twenty years in jail. That's what your right. ass get for pretending to be black all these years. Good, your ass ain't black. Your ass is white. Twenty years. I hope they throw the book at her ass just because. Shout out to the Spanish community also in New York for holding a <laughs> fiesta a outside of that lawyer's <laughs> house. No they ass. had a full blown Kinsiera outside of his house damn near shout out to them because I okay first of all we were laughing really hard at how fast he took off he was running fast as hell I mean running fast as you had the nerve you really thought you said that that was gonna be okay and people wasn't go he ducked the fuck off in those fucking mom jeans and he took off that was probably the funniest thing i've ever seen can you imagine if you had a mariachi band outside of your house 24 hours a day shout out to them <laughs> shout out to and them he should have stood on what he said and said i said what i said but he knew that wasn't gonna work it so he wasn't ran. gonna work they will be out there for hours shout out to everybody fighting this shit because this is getting ridiculous speaking of running kanye west gotta get the fuck up out of here i don't know what he's doing <sighs> he's kanye. not okay and i don't really want to get into a whole spill of him but he has lost his goddamn mind paying for the artwork of our dear auntie you Whitney. know what? that is that is something that is cherished in our community we we hold her near and dear to our heart and you don't you don't you don't exploit that somebody's addiction like what what, what, i mean and i get we want to bring awareness but this has nothing to do with awareness you just wanted it because it's i don't even know good no this looks it's terrible you know what and you know the thing is when i saw that like i just saw it yesterday i was on the phone with you so and the fact is, like, why would you even... Okay, remove the fact that she's a legend. You know, we always talk about, y'all ain't do Whitney right. Y'all didn't do her right. She didn't do herself right. She didn't do herself right. But then, if you... Shout out to the movie that's coming out, because I'm really looking forward to I'm that. Here, I'm around. I'm going to be here for that. Um, But we all know, Whitney is a very near and dear person to all of our hearts. And then the fact that you're making light, like regardless if she was, you're making light of an unfortunate circumstance. And you think that's okay. Like you really didn't think you was going to post a picture of that bathroom and nobody was going to know what that was. So you did it for shock value one. And then you're making fun of it, essentially, because this is your what? Daytona. And you know what? Honestly, I really like Pusha T, but I'm not even compelled to listen to the album just because I didn't like the way that looked. It's distasteful. I just listened to the last song on the album and, you know, it was riveting. It was great. No, I don't know. I ain't no hip hop. <laughs> like, I don't even know what he was talking about. I, I'm going to be just, honest. I, I don't even, I'm not compelled to listen to it now because that, that just, that hurt my heart. It really did. Um, You know, I'm going to wrap this up. Because it's, I don't really want to get into the Me Too movement and all these sexual allegations that's nope. going on. They done got Morgan. They done got Morgan. Morgan that nigga they got himself. <laughs> that nigga is old. That I <laughs> mean, and you know what? And I hate to be like this because the Me Too movement is a very serious movement. And shout out to them finally arresting Harvey Weinstein earlier today. But he just posted bail for a million dollars. I bet you he did. But you know you what? I bet you creep. he did. But you know what? This Morgan Freeman allegation did not surprise me because honestly, I'm not even trying to be funny. We all know Morgan Freeman. That is a legend in our community. You know, the voice alone. But 
he looked like one of them. You know, the creepiest of the creepiest. Even yeah. in the hood, it'd be that old black dude that make inappropriate comments. And that's always the vibe that I've got. Yeah, baby girl, you ass looking hey, that over there. looking just like your mama back <laughs> in the day. Like, I just, that's the vibe that I got from him. And the fact that they got his ass, you did that to a reporter of all people. And then she got your ass on camera. And then it was gross because it was just, it made oh, so my... they had it. They had it on camera. So one of the people that report, they broke it on CNN. The person that broke the news story was a CNN reporter. Wow. He did it to her. She was pregnant at the time. Oh, my God. Conducting an interview with him. And he was like, ooh, I wish I was in there. What? (laughs) I mean, like, the like it made my stomach turn. Like, he is literally, he's always giving me that vibe. I'm sorry, Morgan Freeman. You know, we love you in the community for your movies and just, like, just the fact that that nigga looked like he's always been 80 years old all his life. But Did they find a baby picture of him? You know what? I don't think it exists. He's probably, (laughs) like, you know, he probably has a syndrome low-key because he looked old even from them old pictures of him wasn't he in Raisin in the Sun, like one of the original Broadway productions of that? Or is that Danny Donald Glover? Maybe that was him. But anyway, um, mm. I'm not surprised. Honestly, it's unfortunate, but I'm really not surprised that Morgan Freeman is included in that. Because he just gives me that vibe. I can't. It, oh, and wow. it's gross. He's 80. But I mean, when you think about it. Creep. <clears throat> that's gross. When you think about it, and I can't even, I'm not going to go that far back or have this long conversation. Think about when you were younger mm-hmm. and all of the inappropriate yeah. things men used to say yeah. to you. At a very young age. And so it was like, is anybody okay? Nobody's okay. You and know- you know what? I'm glad that the movement is coming out because, you know, we've been seen on social media, like for that one post that says women, when was the first time you noticed men noticing you or something like that? It's disgusting thinking about when the first time I noticed people started making inappropriate comments. Ugh, I have very vivid. I had a stalker. Started. And I had to tell my I had to tell the lady that I work with, and I was like fourteen or fifteen, and he mm-hmm. would like he will he will follow me yeah. home because I walked it was like around the corner from my house so I would walk, and he would follow me home. It's scary. It's actually really scary how young women oh, um, so were like because when I think mm. about it, you know, playing with my cousins in the summer, going to my cousin's house, and there was always like the older boys up the street. But thinking back on it, they were probably in their early twenties at the time, and I was like twelve, twelve, mm-hmm. thirteen. That's gross. They didn't even have to be like when we all know that there's usually that old creep that lives in the neighborhood. He probably a drunk or on something and he make comments when you walk into the corner store. Not even trying to be funny, but that is a story that most girls have, too. Mm-hmm. And they making comments like it is just disgusting. So I honestly I'm not one of those people that is all oh, they trying to get him because he black. Anybody who does it deserves what they have coming to him. So I'm just. I'm not surprised. Your ass is going to get caught up one day. Yep. It's going to catch up to your ass. And you did that knowing that you were sitting down for an interview. How you figure cameras wasn't rolling? You just didn't Why care. Why would you say I want to be up in that? Yeah. You know, it's just disgusting. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And you didn't care. Mm-mm-mm. Didn't care. This, this, I, I don't really want, this could be a very long session, but. I got a couple of things left. (laughs) Um, I just want to recap some TV, and and I mean, I'm giving this to I'm giving this to you in five minutes or less. Okay. Do y'all watch Star? If you watch Star, I was into. Bring me. I love. Listen here, that is my guilty pleasure. I I love. 
I just really Ryan is just so pretty too. She's really pretty to You me. try to make her name Ryan. It's not Ryan, it's Ryan. It's Ryan. Oh, Ryan. <laughs> oh dad. You try to make it Ryan. It's Ryan. It's a new twist, a new okay. flair. Okay. She's really pretty. But this this I season mean, like, finale, really we pretty. had this conversation. They was I don't want to say they was rushing it, but y'all was doing. They do that. Y'all was rushed. Just, just let it be. We got people dying in planes. We got, we got gunshots flying. We got people getting shot while they're pregnant. Girl, we got you niggas got sniffing cr- cocaine. We got. I, it was just so many things. It was so much. You got a fucking nigga that just learned how to walk again two months ago, chasing down an airplane. <laughs> like, talking about like, let me go how, get my girl. How is this happening? <laughs> like, I need to know. It was a lot. You got niggas fighting and tussling. Somebody getting thrown off the stage. You got somebody getting shot in their office. Like I was glad she got it, her ass beat, though. It was a lot. I was glad Star got her ass beat. She had, you know, I, somebody's like, mm, you know what? I'm going to leave that alone. And that, that sums up. So, I mean, if you don't watch the show, we didn't really tell you something. But if you do watch the show, you know exactly what we're talking Black about. The Black Love documentary came on. I've seen episode one and two. And I was smiling mm. very hard because I still ain't got a man to look at me the way um, Rev Run look at his wife. Alton Sterling looks at his wife. Um, Alton Sterling. Yeah. I am so sorry. Rest <laughs> in peace. Good God. Um I just forgot Sterling his name. Brown. Sterling Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it was just beautiful hearing everybody's love story. And when the guy broke down and cried and told Girl. us that he was so depressed and she was there, I was like, Yeah. You you know. Yeah. Y'all know what black men be going through. Yeah. Y'all try to it's okay to cry. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can't hold it all in. It's okay. And she just paused and she let was, him have his You gotta moment, you gotta you know? let him do it's it. Just, and you know, I, and I want some females feel like, you know, I won't say you gotta let a man up, but you know, they, they kinda put on this front. But you gotta be you also gotta be gentle with men too. Mm-hmm. You gotta be gentle with them. Um Cause it it's literally and you know, I love this documentary because that was the part that I was gonna bring up. It's just the fact that it was so real because the Especially, you know, I think obviously everyone probably knows that it's usually more socially acceptable for a white guy to cry over a black guy. Black men are trained and embedded in them to like be tough and like, you know, not show emotion. So I'm all for a guy crying. I mean, like snot bubbles and everything. If you need to let it out, let it out. Because I know I sure do. Got to. Uh It's normal. No one is meant to keep all the emotion inside, especially all the things that black men go through. She it. Yeah. Um. The speak. This ain't got nothing to do with it. But I just thought about it because it just came to my head. Speaking of black men, um, there was a gentleman who has been living with his parents. Um, and they sued him to get him out the house. Wait, what? <laughs> there was a white guy. His parents are suing him because they want him out of his house. He's thirty <laughs> years old. <laughs> he is not paying any bills they buy all the groceries they pay his cell phone bill they pay all the bills in the house and they even gave him a severance and they said you know what take this move out we want you gone basically you aren't doing anything you have a child you aren't working Damn. you aren't doing anything they took his ass to court and, and you the know judge what? ruled against him the judge ruled with them and said you got to get the fuck out but you know what? that says something about y'all because why does he think that that's okay my mama ain't never getting rid of me your mama wants you going. She be making your but listen, mama. But, but, but <laughs> listen to y'all. Go listen, ahead. Go ahead. Li- no, no, no. This, this ain't about. This ain't about me. Oh, okay. and This not about me. But <laughs> the point. The point was brought up because I was listening to the Breakfast Club and 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 they were having this conversation like, when do you kick your kids out? Mm-hmm. And they were saying, you know, I the boys got to go at eighteen. Well, my girl can stay. You know, if I have a girl, she no. can stay as long as she want. This is the problem. And 
And I do feel like people need to go. Um, you know, you need to move out of your parents' house. There are circumstances where you can't, you know, still be at home. Um, but I was listening to something and they said black people don't don't um, condition their kids to um, actually they don't they don't groom us for adult life. They just kick you out and basically you got to figure it out as opposed to white people. They'll let you stay. They'll help you. Get, they'll help you build your credit. You're going to be saving money while you're at the house. And when you move out, you ain't got no debt. You don't got a house and you got everything as opposed to us. Black people. They kick us out as soon as you turn 18. You got to work. You working to pay bills. You working to do this. You working to do that. Which in a, in a side, you know, in hindsight, that is a good thing. But I also think it is a bad thing. You know, and I think, honestly, it's not even just white cultures. Because if you think about it, you know. Not just white, but yeah. I just meant in but general. It's just like, but it just shows that how disadvantaged our communities have been for such a long time because before it wasn't a fact that we kicked people out people just because the family just was too poor to survive somebody had to go out and get a job yeah you know just to make it you know because the opportunities weren't there so now i definitely agree like you know it's unfortunate especially because when i think about it like you know they're not ready to do nothing you're not ready to do anything at 18 and honestly even though i was in a rush to leave like my if i probably if I stayed with my mother now or if I still lived with my mother now she probably wouldn't have a problem with it however she would put conditions on it you need to at least be working you need to at least be working on yourself meaning like building up a savings account so like I think there are certain ways that that's okay but I think because we have this sense of when we go out in the world and I'm saying us in terms of black people I think now especially since younger parents are having kids Mm -hmm. like you know to them it's almost like a rite of passion like I'm moving out I'm gonna do my own thing but you're not prepared in a sense of being able to sustain living on your own Mm -hmm. you don't know any life skills because even when you were in the house you weren't really being raised so now it's just a situation where it's just it's gotten too far and it's unfortunate because our community still can't build any type of generational wealth because the parents are either not raising them while they're in the home. And then when they're going out in the world, they don't really know what the fuck they're doing anyway. At all. And it's sad. So um, I, I thought that story, <laughs> I thought the story is funny. Well, mm-hmm. because my mother is never getting rid of me. I'm. It's time for me. To, this is my business. Your mother is trying uh, to get rid of you. But, but my thing I'm is. I'm here to tell you. Well, I, I mean, I know I got a lot going on. So. <laughs> I mean, I think she gets that. But she's trying to like, <laughs> let me fix up this real quick. You can have uh, this. You can have this. I'm leaving. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, but um, but yeah, it was funny because he was like, you know, they stopped paying my phone bill. <laughs> Nigga, what? You are thirty. I. St- <laughs> what do you mean, man? They buying your groceries. Listen here, I buy everything. I buy. Gro- I'm tired of being an adult. Listen, an adult that has to take care of a child by the herself. The fact that I have to pay money to feed myself is exhausting. Because sometimes I really think, like, damn. I really got to pay to live. I got to pay to buy deodorant. To smell? I got to pay to smell good. I got to pay to brush my teeth. Speaking of teeth, oh, I listen here. Oh, I ain't going to get in there. But I listen. This <laughs> law, I will own Mayfair Collection in a little bit. <laughs> no, no, that. The lawsuit is still pending, guys, <laughs> if you are wondering about the settlement. Um, <laughs> still pending. I will own. <laughs> they will pay me my money. We kind of got off track. Um, TV... Did you watch Dear White People? 
Yeah, it was kind of slow. It was kind of slow this year. And I was confused at the last episode. I was like, what's going on here? Is this the Wizard of Oz? Like, and what? you know what? I had to go back because at first I was trying to figure out if um, Everybody Hates Chris, if that was him, like, dressed up to look like an older guy, but it wasn't. Because I was oh. like, why did he just all of a sudden disappear and not come? But it just, it was kind of weird. It was like they were trying too hard this season to be, like, deep. And I'm slow because did she end up getting that abortion? She did. Okay. I don't yeah. know why I missed that. She ended up getting it. And you know what? I liked, like, the main story. Or not, I don't want to say that. No, the main storyline was that little secret underworld. But I liked the little side stories better this season. Whereas last season, I was trying to figure it out. And I liked the main plot. But it felt like they were doing too much It was year. a lot going on. Um, Excuse me. I, I could talk about TV forever, but I'm going to wrap this up. Um, Taraji got engaged, you know, if we're on the theme of Empire, because Empire was crazy, too, for y'all that watched it. Um, I don't know if I want to talk about this. Tierra Marie sued uh, her ex in 50 Cent, but yet she's been out here doing a lot of questionable things. You know, she was caught on camera, like, smashing his car. It's like, you need new friends, girl. Um, because mm-hmm. if I were to tell Buddy that I needed some stuff done after I was put out on the internet like that, you wouldn't be recording me doing some crazy shit. Because you gonna sue him and then they got video, he probably gonna sue your ass. So it's just like, really? You hire a hitman. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Good news, buddy. I don't know if you heard. Queer Eye is coming back for season two in uh, a couple of weeks. June 12th, June 15th. Really excited about that. Um, For all of my Oceans 11, 12, and 13 fans, um, I didn't know how I felt about this at first when I heard about it last year, but Oceans 8 is coming out in a couple of weeks. Rihanna will be in it. Um, Sandra Bullock is, like, playing George Clooney's sister, so apparently the whole family is just some master swindlers. But the more I've been seeing commercials for it, I'm actually excited. So that 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 pretty much wraps up my TV movie stuff, but... That, you know, I think I may have spoken about it in the past that I didn't know how I felt about it, but I'm actually pretty excited. I'll go see it. I'll go see it. Last but not least, um, and, and the only reason I say it's last because it's Memorial Day weekend and Queen <laughs> Sugar comes on the day after. Oh, does know, I've it? Been, you know, I've been waiting for the two series. Wait, I thought it was the 29th and 30th. That's next week. But that's Wednesday. Okay, same thing. Okay, sorry. You got me excited. Wednesday, I thought I was Wednesday, going like... Wednesday, Thursday, okay. Tuesday, Wednesday, okay. Friday, Saturday, you know, sorry, stuff like that. Yeah, it's going to be back next week, none, mm-hmm. n- nevertheless. And I'm ready for Charlie. I'm ready for Ralph Angel flying ass. I'm ready to see what's going on with Avi and Hollywood. You know, Lupus I'm just here. Awareness Month. I'm, okay. I, I'm, I'm here for Luca. His name is not Luca. Nope. Mixing my shows up. <laughs> Grownish. Speaking of that, that was a good show. I'm grown. Yeah, I love that show. I'm glad she picked Luca. I don't know if I said that, but who are you talking about though? The son. Blue. No. Wait. Micah. Micah. I said said Luca. You know what? And he' about to have a nice little storyline this season. I'm ready for all the activists. Ready. That's that's about to take. I am ready. Take a place. And you know what? I don't know if we mentioned this. Um, did we talk about this last episode? Yes, we did. Love is. I'm excited about that too. Oprah got some shit coming on, and I've been watching him, and I'm still mad my show ain't came back. Yeah, I'm gonna need y'all to uh, write up uh, at least one more episode of first, please. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. I need that. Um, you got anything else? Nope.
Getting back in the gym is hard, but I found something to make my gym experience a little bit more enjoyable. Studio headphones provide high-quality sound with Bluetooth technology. These are perfect for working out without the hassle of a cord. Our good friends over at Studio sent me over the Regent headphones, and it has taken my workout to a whole nother level. Studio is a lifestyle brand that makes premium headphones with studio-quality sound and classic Scandinavian design. Studio would like to offer our listeners 15% off any purchase. Click the link in the show notes and use offer code RANDOM. Hey guys, welcome back to the Random Tenant Podcast. As part of our Lupus Awareness Month series, we have been having guests on sharing their stories to help raise awareness for the cause. And this week's guest, you all may know her from Instagram, Indian Rose, aka Kiva. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Had some technical difficulties, but we're back. So um, as part of this series, what I wanted to do, you know, I share my story on the pod a lot, um, just as far as my experience when I was first diagnosed. So I thought that what better time than the present, you know, May being a lupus awareness month um, for us to have guests on to share their stories, because with lupus is so broad, not any one two people have the same symptoms so um, I guess just to start you know when were you diagnosed I was actually diagnosed at the age of 17 my senior year in high school and um, it was just like the rash and it sort of looked like eczema and I would have bad joint pain they kept trying to diagnose me as having eczema but the rash would not go away And so two weeks later, they sent me to a rheumatologist and he diagnosed me with lupus. But mine is also genetic. Okay. Because my mom has it also. Okay. Now, when you were, because, you know, a lot of people, sometimes it takes a year or so for them to diagnose it. So you must have been like in a very active period at that point. Would you say that? Yeah, I was... um, I would end up going to, like, the ER room every two days just because I was really in that much pain. Like, I would say, Mom, you know, I really can't get up sometimes in the morning. I would have to wait at least 30 minutes Mm -hmm. to fully wake my whole body up to get ready to go to school. So, you know, people don't understand. Like, some people would say that we fake our pain. Right. You know what I'm saying? To, To get certain treatments. But that's not the case at all. We really be in pain. People don't feel what we're going through on a daily basis. Right. Now, one of the things that you know, I, I share with you, you know, before we had this um, interview was the fact that, you know, mine more specifically affects my central nervous system. So it takes me a long time to get up in the morning, just as far as, yeah. you know, whether I had the numbness, it may take a while for, you know, me be just being able to feel like my legs or my hands and stuff like that. What would you say, um, is like your main symptom, you know, when you have flares, what's that thing that you notice, like, you know, I may be going into a flare or something that's just more consistent than others. Do you have anything like that? Yeah, it's just really my skin. Like if my skin is severely red, I would tell my husband, babe, um, he's like, he's like, I'm, you're catching the flare up. I could tell because my skin would be like a cherry red oh, and then okay. it would start bleeding and I would have blood clots rolled out of my skin. Mm-hmm. So one of the things like, cause I, I believe I shared with you, you know, when I was first diagnosed, um, yeah. you were one of the first few people that I started following on Instagram, you know, it's crazy how social media can kind of connect people, but definitely seeing your story and just your strength through it all. 
I, I definitely commend you because there are some days, you know, where I just, you know, some days, honestly, some days I just cry. Like, you know, whether it be I'm like, the, me too, girl. it's like some days it's just the pain and or just that feeling of sometimes you just feel helpless, you know, like, cause there have been times where I've literally couldn't feel my hands getting ready in the morning and I struggled to brush my teeth. And that's a very helpless feeling. So I definitely, I, I just, I guess more so off topic, just wanted to commend you and thank you for being um definitely an inspiration to people like me who may have lupus and just need that extra encouragement because all the support you can get when having a disease a disease like lupus just helps a ton um but i guess for my next question what is would you say the hardest part um post diagnosis what was the adjustment period like for you Oh, it was horrible. It, yeah. it was so horrible because you're you're like, I'm so used to living this normal life. Right. I'm so used to waking up and going about my day working the job that I had. You know, I was going to school, being in my own apartment, working like a, about two jobs. And then all of a sudden something hits you and you don't understand what is going on with your body. Right. Then you lose everything. Like you lose your job. You lose your house because of the fact that you're constantly in the hospital. You're not going to work. You right. see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it takes us out of our element and changes our whole lifestyle. We have to redirect ourselves, the way we eat, the way we handle ourselves, you know, on a daily basis, just so we can make it throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And you and, mentioned that you're married. Like how I, I can imagine just even seeing your post that your husband is such a huge support system for you. Did you find that same support in like friends and family when you were first diagnosed? Did they understand? What was that adjustment like? Well, um, my friends and family, they were always there. My mom, she know, you know, she never changed. She always keep me informed, but she's very defensive over me. Right. Like if I'm in the hospital, she will literally click out on the doctor, like, what's going on with my daughter? Mm-hmm. And he'll sit there and say, oh, she has something called lupus. And my mom like, I know what that is. I have it, but I never went through what she went through. Right. Mom, she would never want to leave my side. My husband would never leave my side. He would tell my mom. You know, you could go home. I'm going to be here in the hospital. No, I'm not leaving this hospital. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my mom would be like, that's the only reason I think more of that makes my husband such a brilliant man. Yeah. And my family love him unconditionally because he has been there every moment step of the way. He was actually there when I found out I had it, too. Wow. Wow. See, that helps because I think, you know, I was even mentioning last episode, we had Nikita from um, Bravo's show to Rome for Love. And she mentioned the fact that it was often hard to explain to people, you know, even how you mentioned how sometimes people don't really fully understand like the symptoms that you may be having, because technically, I mean, you mentioned that it affects your skin, but for some people who may not have a rash or something like that it's hard to explain that you're just not feeling well you know because sometimes you may just look fine but yeah and see that was my problem the first time my first kidney failure because i didn't have the rash Mm -hmm. i just had problems of holding my bowel movements or feeling any cold water like my husband would be giving me a bath and all steaming hot water and he'd be like babe my hands burning this water is not hot and i would and be like, you know what? I wash myself, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, babe, it's hot. Like this water is steaming hot. Like my his mom-in-law would come in the bathroom and be like, baby, you got smoke coming from the water. Yeah. You know, you're not hiding there. I was like, no, ma'am. Then my dad, my husband was like, you're really getting sick. But they kept sending me home for a UTI. Oh, okay. And it wasn't a UTI. It was my kidneys. 
Wow. So you mentioned your first. So what was the, I guess, some of the symptoms that you were having when you had that first kidney failure? The first one was just abdominal pain. And then I started to have sweat episodes, like my whole body imprint would be in my bed Mm -hmm. when I sleep. And then I'll wake up in the middle of the night like, babe, I can't breathe. And I'll sit up and still can't breathe. And then I'll end up um, you know, having a, a bowel movement and right. he would have to bathe me. Like mm-hmm. he would sit there and lift me up from the bed, put me in a tub. Like I was a, a person that couldn't even walk. Like I felt so worthless. Like sometimes, you know, having lupus, we feel like we are a burden on people. Right. We don't want to be a burden on people. And it just made me cry. And then one morning I finally, they kept, he kept bringing me to the ER and they kept sending me home for UCI. And then one morning I woke up and I was like, babe, I can't breathe at all. And I stopped responding to him. And that was the day that he realized that, like, babe, this this is serious. Like, right. this condition is very serious. He didn't think it was that serious at first. Mm-hmm. But then when he saw me go through that, he was like, wow, babe. And so he's rushing me to the ER, and he's like, baby, respond to me. You can hear me? Talk to me. And I was like, wow. I can. I couldn't even feel nothing. They were, you know, they stick you with the IV. I didn't even feel that. Wow. So were you in the hospital for period of time during that first yeah. kidney failure yeah i ended up being in the hospital for two months because they couldn't even figure out they didn't even know wow. it was the lupus with the kidneys yeah i have a friend who um who also has lupus but she had some other issues going on that hospitalized her and when she was in the hospital that's when they actually diagnosed her with lupus because she just had some issues that were going on and they couldn't figure out why and that's why i say it's so complicated you know because her story was a lot different than mine you know mine is obviously a lot different from yours so it's it's also (laughs) frustrating because you know they say that people with lupus have such high medical bills and it's true because a lot of times they're just doing any and everything just to figure out what's going on and that can be frustrating too um, I wanted to go back to because one of my other questions also for you was um, how did it affect your ability to work? And you mentioned that you had to stop working. So when at what point was it during when you were hospitalized or was there a point prior to that where you just said, like, I can't, you know, work anymore? Your symptoms were too bad for that. Yeah, when, um one day I was at work, I was actually working at a grocery store and um, I was sitting there. And I said that the customer, I was leaning over the cash register and the customer was like, what is wrong? I said, I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. And so my um, my boss called my husband to come get me. He came and get me like five minutes later because I live right up the street from my job. Mm-hmm. And he had to literally lay there with me for 30 minutes wow. until I slept and then w- woke up to even got the strength. And when I got back up, he literally still had to carry me to the car. Wow. And my boss was like, I just thought you wasn't coming into work anymore. And I was like, I'm the type of person that I would never just sit there and not come to a job because I know I have my own place and my own responsibilities. So that's not the case. But he was, you know, you see how people just think differently, different things of what they're supposed to think. Like, what if something is going on with this girl? Mm -hmm. Are y'all going to call and check on her? That didn't happen. You know, it's just like, you know, where your support is and you know where it's not. Yeah. Because I I know, like, Nikita, our previous guest, she mentioned that she has... That's my baby. She started a network where, you know, she helps women with lupus or people with lupus, you know, find other resources to work from home. And, you know, one of the things that I actually considered in the last couple of years, just because of, you know... 
the jobs they only care about their bottom line right you know you making them money or whatever and obviously you need the money too but one thing that I noticed when I was going through a couple of flares where I had you know I was trying to accommodate it where I would go to appointments that I need to go to over lunch and I would just say well I need an extra 30 minutes on top of my hour you know just trying to do that and sometimes companies just don't understand and outside of the fact that some days it's just hard to get up and go to work and I, I you know I always commend people that can actively make that decision to stop working but sometimes in some situations like they're forced out of work so how did that work when you first stopped working was there things that you tried to do at home did you try and have a work from home situation or what was that like oh my god like I was um <clears throat> It was horrible because I, 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 at first I started maxing out all my cards. Yeah. And then I started taking out loans. Mm, okay. And then I'm like, around this time I'm taking out loans and I have a seventy thousand dollar medical bill, like because yes. I have no insurance. So <laughs> I'm sitting there fresh out the hospital with nothing, like no job, you know, anything. You know, I'm not in school. They they failed me because I was in the hospital for two months. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, where can my life start? Because it feels like it's ending pretty quick. Right, right. <laughs> and um, my husband, he just really he got a he got a second job, and so he was like, babe, I don't want you to go to work right now. So. I stayed off of working for like a year and a half, and then I went back to work at Old Navy, mm-hmm. and my second kidney failure kicked in. <laughs> wow. And how yeah, long were you hospitalized that time? Oh, about two and a half months. Wow. Um, this one was completely different from the first one, too. I would throw up blood. I was um, gaining fluid retention, like it would be seeping through my skin. Right. Um, of course, you had the... Uh, the fluid issues, the weight gain, but I went from like 125 to 185. Wow. Yeah, and it was just all water weight. Yeah. And that was one of the things, like when I was first diagnosed, I was diagnosed in October 2013. And I would probably say that first year and a half, I gained about 60 pounds. And mine wasn't from water retention necessarily, but mine affected like the pre-existing gynecology issues that I had. So it just threw my hormones off. And I'm pretty sure you've been on prednisone and that'll make you gain weight too. So, I mean, it was just terrible. And, you know, that's an adjustment in itself too, because, you know, sometimes when you gain weight, that causes even more medical problems, you know, on top of that. Um. I don't want to get too deep into it just because, you know, I understand that a lot of this stuff is still going on for you, I'm assuming, right? You know, it's an ongoing thing. So how do you cope between flares? That's something that I'm still adjusting with because sometimes I can't even tell when I'm going into a flare until it happens. So how do you adjust? Well, um, when when the flares usually come in, I usually up my steroid dosage, but you would not see me for like two days straight. I would be in my bed knocked out mm-hmm. because my body heals off of sleep. Yeah. So if I'm not resting, like okay, in Dallas, I'm sorry, I will, you would never catch me walking outside. Like it's 94 degrees, mm-hmm. but it feels like 100. It'll tell you that everyone on the news, and I'm like, wow, how am I supposed to live life like this? Well, right. Netflix, you know, Netflix became your best friend. Yep. And so <laughs> my life right now is basically that um, I'm also doing catering. Okay. So that's how I make, you know, side hustles and I'm back in college. Oh, so, great. Yeah, I'm going to be a nurse anesthesiologist. That's great. 
So how are you balancing school? Because that was one of the things that when I was first diagnosed, I was going through my last semester of college and they had me backtrack. They were like, well, how was this last year for you? You know, and I was thinking like, man, I was tired. Like, you know, all the symptoms that they usually tell you to look for, I was going through that. So how are you managing school and your everyday life living with lupus? Um, the classes that I'm taking, um, some of them are on campus and some of them are online. Okay. And the ones that are actually on campus, they they send me my classwork when I'm in the hospital because I don't know why, but when I'm in the hospital, they at least just keep me for a whole week because my post will be like 178. Oh, okay. So my, I'll message my teachers and they'll send me my um, assignments and I'll send it right back. And I, I, I ended up still passing with flying colors. That's great. But it's it's very different from staying in Louisiana because that would have never, never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being so honest. They would have just said, hey, you want to just drop and, and do it next year? No, I don't want to drop. Right. I want to give finish. me something, you know, yeah, give me a motivation pump. Or, you know, you just telling me to quit. Right. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's hard because, you know, sometimes people still want to maintain a sense of like normalcy, whether going to work, going to school. And sometimes people just don't get it. It's like, you know, how you figure that this isn't what's keeping me going through all of this. Like they just don't exactly. know. They don't know. Yeah, because when we feel like we could do something for us, it makes us feel so much better. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I, I guess I, I really thank you for coming on. Um, what are some things that I guess you want people to know about lupus um, that you either speak to people about or, you know, that you had to, con- you know, convince people around you at some point? What is something that you would say to people about lupus or your ex- experience with lupus? We are no harm to you than you are to us. You are actually more harm to us than we are to you. Like, right. imagine if you had a cold. We could end up with the flu. Or imagine if mm-hmm. you're just vomiting. We'll end up with the whole nine yards of vomiting, diarrhea, fever. Right. You know, we get the overextensive part mm-hmm. of the um, the virus that is being transferred. And so when we say that we are in pain, you guys, we don't mean that we're just in contemporary pain. No, this is an everlasting pain that's going to require us to deal with this for the rest of our lives. Right. And we have to sit there and constantly change our lives just so this condition can make us comfortable while dealing with this condition. So if you experience somebody with this condition, you have to be um, patient with them. And that's what causes people to lose friends and family because the friends and family don't have patience to understand what the individual is going on, you know, are going through. And I'm so glad that I have a family and a husband that actually do understand what I'm going through because I, I feel that my days will be even more harder. Yeah. If my friends couldn't accept you know, that I can't go on this date or I can't come to this party. Right. There were times that my best friend, she didn't even get mad because I couldn't make it to her son's birthday party. Mm-hmm. I'll call her. I'll say, best friend, I'm in the hospital. I understand, baby. You you know, you're my <laughs> sick friend. She, I say, well, well, I'm a sick friend. She said, not like that. You know what I mean. <laughs> right. There's She's a like, sense of understanding there. Yeah, she said, you know, I don't blame you for not coming. I know your condition because she will come see me in the hospital also and she'll just cry. And I'm like, oh, stop crying. Right. She's like, you know, you're my sister. <laughs> you know, we've been best friends for 10 years. So she's like, you're my sister. You know, this hurts me to see you like this. Mm-hmm. You know, you hurt. it affects the people around you. Right. It, it affects you mostly, but it affects people around you. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I wanted to ask quickly, because you're on vacation right now. How do you travel? Like I mentioned that I have to take like a couple of days before and a couple of days after. What is traveling like for you? 
I drive the Uber. Okay. Okay. It took me 20 hours to get to Miami. It's going to take me 20 hours to get home. <laughs> wow. So you don't fly at all? Mm-mm. Okay. The last time I flew, I flew to New York, and I was fine going there, but on the way back, like, I literally was throwing up in a garbage bag the wow. whole seven hours. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so I'm not good with the planes. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I've heard different things because I noticed that, you know, I think it's just the change in altitude in general. Most people get jet lag, but like you said, we get things 10 times worse, it seems, even just with like common colds or stuff like that. So I literally, flying exhausts me. Like I gotta... And that's what makes you so stronger, though, because you you go through it, but you don't let anybody see it. Right. So it makes you even stronger. Even though I'm going through something and I, and I inspire people, I hope people, you know, when I talk to people, I tell them, man, you don't know how you inspire me. I never had open heart surgery. I never had my leg amputated. Right, right. You know, and I'm your motivation. Why? Why am I? <laughs> like, girl, you, girl, you a blessing. God didn't bless you. You didn't went through the storm. Everybody has a story, for sure. Yes. I guess. Lastly, to close it out, what's next for you? Or do you have anything that you're working on? You know, you're like I said, one of my secret. Um, admirers are like my secret motivation you know when I Thank was you. first diagnosed but is there do you speak to people do you go out and talk to people what do you what's next for you yeah I don't know why people talk to me think I'm stuck up but I'm a very friendly person like if somebody me somewhere I actually have that I drove to Virginia to do a lupus walk I'll go anywhere you just gotta contact me about it not not through Instagram through email right Cause that's too many messages. I'm sorry. I am. I <laughs> can too imagine. Many messages, but I don't mind doing talks. Um, I'm trying to have a child. I'm um, trying to. My husband wants me to try clothing. Okay. He wants me to write a poetry book. I don't know why, but he he's my <laughs> husband. Yeah, he is. He's that go getter, that pusher. Right. He, but he's a shy thing walking. Okay. Well, you know what? Everybody has to have that support. You want to say hi, <laughs> Hey, husband. <laughs> well, Kiva, I didn't want to take up too much of your time. You're in Miami mm-hmm. having fun. Enjoy it. Thank you Hello? again so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. You su- you were such a wonderful person. Thank you. I, I just, I feel like, you know, you're my secret friend now. Like, we friends in my head now, <laughs> for real. Because, I mean, I literally, when I tell you, and I don't want to get too sentimental, like, you know, I didn't have anybody in my family that, you know, had lupus. I didn't really know anybody with lupus. So, literally, I went to the internet. You know, that's what people do now. You know, they go to the internet and research or whatever. And when I came across your page, I was like, you know, this girl has things that are 10 times worse than me sometimes but she's still so positive and I just admire that about you and everybody else that's like fighting this disease and is still you know keeping it going so thank you for being an inspiration thank you and remember this it's like if you stop doing what you're doing on your daily life basis life is still going to go on Mm mm-hmm you can look at it just like that. I'm sitting in the house mad as, you know, mad at everything. And life is still going on. Right. You just got to keep going on with life. Yeah. You can't just stop your life because of one situation. Right. That That's very God true. is going to bless you. Regardless. And that's what you got to keep in mind. 
Well, thank you again. It was such lovely talking to you. It was great talking to you, too. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you, too, babe, for having me. You have a good one. You, too, babe. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Do you have any wins this week? Oh, sorry. (laughs) Um, I was a little confused. No, I don't have any wins this week. It's been a rough week. I'm trying to think. I was trying to think of a positive, but I'm not going to say anything negative, but I I don't have any wins this week. (laughs) Um, what do I have? Um, just really staying positive, being laser focused on what the fuck you want to do and make sure you get the shit done. Um, also acupuncture. I, I, I ventured I out. I, I have, after I, uh, shit right. um, had a little, little scare this week and it wasn't even a scare. I just was doing too fucking much. Um, so yeah, I did some acupuncture. I did it twice this week and you know, I had to, you know, speaking of when you can take my, my therapist said to me and it, it really and I had to sit there and think about it. She said, well, what have you done for yourself? And I had to think about it. I was like, oh, you know, well, I went here. I bought some clothes. She said, no, 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 that's not. You bought, you bought stuff. She said, what did you do for yourself? And I was like, I <laughs> can't think of it. I, I don't know. She was like, exactly. She said, she was like, well, what can you do for yourself? Anyway, I say all that to say. She was like, well, go, you know, get a massage or something. And she said, well, go get acupuncture. Treat yourself to acupuncture. She said, and sit there and meditate because I don't take no, you say you take time out, but I literally have not had like 20 minutes to myself, 30 minutes to myself where it was just quiet. And so I did that. Um, I went to this place in Milwaukee. I'm not giving y'all my, my spot just yet. I don't want y'all to blow it up. Um, but I went there and it was a meditative state. Um, there's couches around. You get to get the acupuncture. You can meditate with the pillow, kick your legs up, have some oils around, you know, got the the, the scents and the smells. and uh, It was real good. So that's what I did. Okay. Um, Any holy grails this week? Holy grails this week is make sure you motherfuckers is moisturized during the Memorial Day weekend. It's going to be a <laughs> lot of ashy motherfuckers walking around. Uh, make sure you put your lotion on. Make sure you put your coconut oil. But the main holy grail is this. You can put the coconut oil. You can be as shiny as you want to, but make sure you put sunscreen on. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much melanin you got in your skin. Need you that. need sunscreen. You need sunscreen, and especially on your face. For y'all, the people that got scars and bumps on your face, you're like, why can't I get rid of it? Because you're not putting no sunscreen on it. And when that sun hits the scars, it makes it worse. It's making it darker. Make sure you are putting your sunscreen on SPF of more than, I believe, 15. There's all types of sunscreen. My dermatologist Um, said 35. 35. Yeah, 35. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking about the one that's in my kit. 35. I think they even have one that's. I think I got one that's fifty, yep. and I think by they I think that's up. I think that's by La Roche Posay. That's the one I have, and so make sure you are wearing your sunscreen, people, because people of color needed to. Um, my holy grail this week, I I can't remember if I said this. Uh, Lush they have a facial soap called Fresh Pharmacy, and that particular one has a lot of chamomile in it for the people that have really sensitive skin like myself, eczema, allergies, whatever. That has been saving my life these last couple of weeks because allergy season is upon us and my face has been doing all types of crazy things and that's the only thing that'll calm it down. And it helps control oil for those of you that are a little bit oily. Uh, I would suggest it. And that's it. Um, Got any groove theories? I ain't got no groove theories, but this is a holy grail. I'm sorry. One more holy grail. And this is a given and y'all should already know this. Um, I'm going to give y'all a story in 40 seconds or less. <laughs> wash your fruit. Wash your vegetables. It is very important for you to wash your fruit your fruit and your vegetables. You know, I went to women's and I told y'all I do not like women's. I do not like their produce. I hate it. Um, really? But 
I went to Woodman's and I bought some strawberries and they were the organic strawberries. I was like, mm, these strawberries look good. Took a couple glances at them, picked it up, the top, bottom, looked around, smelled them. They look okay, right? Um, I get home. I was like, I'm going to wash them, put it in the sink, you know, soak them real good, get all this stuff out, you know, put a little apple cider vinegar in there, just clean it real good, right? So I'm sitting at the table eating with Chase and I'm like, mm, these strawberries are good. He said he eat one. I get up to walk away. and He's like, oh, mommy is moving. And I said, what? what are you talking about? I said, boy, ain't nothing moving. He's like, oh, mommy is moving. Look, 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 look. Y'all, I don't think I ever want to see another piece of fruit in my life. Damn. I don't want no fruit. I don't want no strawberries. I didn't. Eat, I don't think I ate for two days. What was it? It was like a green worm that was like crawling out of the strawberry, and it did not stop crawling. And it was like long. <laughs> and I got... <laughs> Oops, and sorry. I just developed a strawberry allergy. So God bless. That would have probably oh just and turned. It was, it was so, I was like, you know what? Mm-mm. Throw every, Mm-mm. I just bought throw two, it away. Car- I got two cards. I said, Mm-mm. throw it all away. I threw Mm-mm. everything in the garbage. So nope. wash your fruit, but I ain't eating no fruit. Cause I'm scared to eat fruit. You know what I'm Mm-mm. saying? So I don't even know what to tell you. I mean, I'm gonna have to start living off the land because I literally, oh, I've my, noticed my stomach lately, is turning. How mm-hmm. the way food makes me feel. And I'm just like, mm-mm. mm strawberry. And it was green. I'm going to get like Khalees out here. It was like a lava worm. And when I looked it up, it was like a, 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 a larva. Lava worm? A, a larva. A larva. It was like growth. It was a larva, but what? I don't want to uh, know. Okay. Okay. We can gross. stop. We can stop. You don't have any groove theories? No. Okay. Um, my groove theories this week to um, Sarah Barth. She has a new song called Sober. and I heard about that. I ain't listened to it. I gotta you listen haven't? To it. I, I just love everything about her. Even the ones that I say that I may not be feeling, the more I listen to them, I, I end up liking them. I gotta go back and listen so, to that CD. Yeah. Yeah. She just had, she just put something up. Speaking of music, she is, um, she just did a sobriety like challenge. Like She's like, she's not gonna drink because it's been like, she had an abuse, uh, what am I trying to say? Alcohol abuse. Addiction. Addiction, that's the word I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, well, the song is called Sober, so, uh, I that's mean. That's probably why she did it. But, I mean, if you listen to her music you over the tell, years, yeah. like, she's always talked about her addiction. So, um, yeah, and Anderson Pack, his new song, Bubbling, and that was it. That's it, that's all I got. All right. Shout out to everyone that listens and supports the podcast. Check us out on Random Tandem Podcast at Gmail. If you want to send us some questions, some comments, concerns, whatever. Shout out to everybody that uh, comments, reposts, likes on SoundCloud. I'll, um, I'll upload the cash, uh, the cash app link too if you want to do that. You know, if you want to send us some coins mm-hmm. over this weekend, this yeah. holiday season, mm-hmm. my birthday is coming up. If you would like to get a head start on those gifts. You know, um, random tandem pod on Twitter, uh, random tandem podcast on Instagram, as well as the Facebook group. You got anything else? No niggas have a happy. Mo- oh, this is after Memorial Day. I mean, well, whatever. Thank you to Jokiva for, you know, joining the show and sharing her experience about lupus awareness. And uh, you got anything else? No. Peace out. Bye. all disappointment from my mental physical spiritual and emotional bodies cause I know that spirit guides me and love lives inside me that's why today I take life as it comes